Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. come to grips with almost 30 years ago, 25 years ago, was the fact that I, I thought I had a relationship with Jesus. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I had prayed a prayer. I had a religion. Oh, I believed in Jesus. Absolutely. I just didn't know him. And that's his criteria. That's his criteria. He, he, he tells us clearly in scripture that many are going to come to me on judgment day and say, Lord, I did this in your name and I did this in your name and I did these things and I'm going to say to them, depart from me. I never knew you. Nothing sends more of a shiver down our backs as believers than the words, depart from me, for I never knew you. The idea that we can believe in Jesus but not know him is a sobering thought. In today's message, Pastor Robert reflects on the importance of making sure we know Jesus and are being transformed by him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. What Paul is talking about here is those who continue to practice these kinds of behaviors. You are currently a practicing idolater. You are currently in rebellion about it, a fornicator. Now, understand, he didn't even have to mention homosexuality at that point because fornication deals with any kind of sex outside of marriage. If you habitually masturbate, you're in there. You just got busted. If you habitually covet, he says, don't, please don't deceive yourself. You know, I remember grappling with this. I was a young adult, and I had to grapple with this because I thought I was going to heaven, but I was living all this stuff, I was doing this stuff. And I realized it won't be heaven if I'm there. It won't be heaven for me, and I'm going to make everybody else miserable too. So what am I missing here? And I began to grapple with that. I grappled with it here first, but I began to grapple with it. God says, please don't deceive yourself. Don't think that you've bought a ticket somehow because you're a Catholic. You're going to go to heaven no matter what you do. Just go to confession, and you're good. See, I thought that. I was a Baptist, and I thought, I'm, 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 I got my ticket. I'm good. And then one day I woke up and realized something's wrong with this picture. His heaven, first of all, it's his. I have no right to it. Second, it's perfect. I'm I'm missing something here. So Paul warns us, please don't be deceived. And then he goes on in verse 11. He says, such were some of you. So he's writing to a bunch of people that just like me, used to live this way. But he says, you were washed. You were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful for me, but not all, all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I won't be brought under the power of any. Foods for the stomach and the stomach for foods, but God will destroy both it and them. Now, the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, 
and the Lord for the body. And God both raised up the Lord and will raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? And again, he's talking about these temple prostitutes primarily in Corinth, but it applies more broadly. And we know the answer to that question. Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? And you're not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now, give me your attention. Like I said, three primary points that I want us to focus on and contemplate together. And the first one we've really kind of already dealt with. Habitual sin reveals a lack of relationship with Jesus Christ. See, what what I had to come to grips with almost 30 years ago, 25 years ago, was the fact that I, I thought I had a relationship with Jesus. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I had prayed a prayer. I had a religion. Well, I believed in Jesus. Absolutely. I just didn't know him. And that's his criteria. That's his criteria. He he tells us clearly in Scripture that many are going to come to me on Judgment Day and say, Lord, I did this in your name, and I did this in your name, and I did these things, and I'm going to say to them, depart from me, I never knew you. I never knew you. He wants you to know him. He wants relationship. And it has to be on his terms because he's God and you're not. And so he doesn't bend. I see a lot of people who believe they're Christians, and and many of them are, but they're trying to lead Jesus through life. It's foolish, and it is futile. Jesus doesn't follow us. We have to follow him. And he told us in Matthew chapter 16, in order to do that, we have to die. We have to die. Not in the literal physical sense, but to our sense of entitlement, our attitude of entitlement and and, you know, like we have it worked out, and if he'll just get with the program, we'll show him how to do this thing. No. If any man would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and then follow me. That's the order. Deny yourself. It means that you, you die to your own desires, your own intellect, your own emotions. That you, you have to deny yourself. Take up your cross, referring to... Surrendering yourself and submitting yourself to the will of God as he did in the Garden of Gethsemane when he said, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from before me, but not my will. Yours be done. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and and follow him. His plan is perfect. Yours is not. And if you're still working your plan, you, you don't know him. Listen, it's not that your bad behavior causes you to go to hell. Your bad behavior indicates you're on your way. Everybody get that? We get that so mixed up in, in our culture today. There's, there's so many people who, who's, you know, oh, I'm not very religious. And then when you talk to them a little bit, you find out they think they're earning their way into God's good graces, that he's going to cut them a break because, well, I'm a good guy. And the reality is none of us is good. Not in the light of his perfection. Some better than others, granted. Some of us are less wicked than others, less imperfect than others. Some of us have less issues than others, but we all have issues. We need His forgiveness, and we need His grace, and we need His transforming power to to work in our lives. And when we come to Him and acknowledge that and start denying ourselves, we choose to, instead of remaining limited to our human mind, will, and emotions, 
only going by what we can think of or what we feel, and instead acknowledging that we need God in charge in our lives. You know, when we do that, he sends his spirit to, to live within us and to begin changing us, and that will be reflected in our behavior. It's not that our behavior changes his heart. It's that his heart affecting us changes our behavior. I don't want to hurt him. He died for me. You see what I'm driving at? When I came to grips with that, he's that devoted to me that he, he was willing to die for me? How can I ever do anything that would disappoint him? I can see in the eyes of my children when they realize, if they realize they've disappointed daddy, it's devastating. I don't have to say a word. If they can see it, if they can sense that they've disappointed daddy, I don't have to do any, I don't have to do any kind of discipline. That's enough at this point. When they're little and, you know, the little toddlers don't get it, right? But they come to a point. And that's, again, it's a good picture of the human condition. When I was a young knucklehead out partying all the time, I didn't know, didn't care. I thought I was good. I had my ticket to heaven. But today, I don't don't want to do things that grieve him. I don't want to do things that, that hurt his heart, that disappoint my father. My Lord, the one who died in my place, I I just don't want to do it. And and so that love relationship affects my behavior. Point number two. Second thing I want you to see here. Legal does not equal wise. Paul says, you know, all things are lawful for me, but not not, everything's not helpful. All things are lawful, but I'm not going to be under the power of anything. Many of us are under the power of things and people, honestly. I was thinking about it this morning. I've met a lot of men who are still under the power of their dads, their earthly fathers. And what I mean by that is they're still trying to prove themselves somehow. They, They never received, many of us never received that blessing of manhood. Our dads didn't look us in the eye and confer upon us that, whatever you want to call it, that father son blessing. You're a man, now go live like one. Well, if you never received it, hear it from me today. I heard it from a pastor some time ago. You're a man. Live like one. What does that mean? Well, it means take responsibility for your actions. If you've behaved like a knucklehead, admit that you've been behaving like a knucklehead. Okay, I have issues. Father, please forgive me. Are you part of a local church community? It's important to have a faith-based community around you as you continue to seek all that God has for your life. With more on that, here's Pastor Robert. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're looking for a way to get closer to Jesus and you're in the Miami area, we've got a plan. We started something a few years ago that we talk, we call it Intensive Christian Training, ICT for short. It's three phases, begins with just uh, dinner together, Um, in a group setting every Thursday night. You do that for about 10 or 11 weeks and just go through the basics. What is Christianity? But you're doing it around a meal with a group of people that you really connect with and and get to know. So if that sounds like something you might be interested in and you're in our Miami-Dade area, reach out to us, mainthingradio.com. Thanks, Pastor Robert. For more information, visit mainthingradio.com. 
that's all we have time for today. But thanks for tuning in. Join us next time to continue studying God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.